Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, welcome to the to Red Red experience. experience. I don't know if everybody's here, good, good, but, but welcome, welcome to the Red Red experience. experience. It is a beautiful day in February, you know, first show of the month. We're supposed to do a promotion at Fishbowl where we're showing love. So shout out to all my other Fishbowl shows out there. I love a good amount of y'all. And yeah, let's get right to it. So today, the reason I'm doing the show from the house is because, let me get this right. The reason I'm doing the show from the house is because I had to go take a test today, you know, see what COVID is like, and I didn't want to expose nobody. So about tomorrow or so, I'm going to get to know if it's actually COVID or if it's just, you know, just regular old radiation poisoning that we get. Because I do get, you know, I got one of those 5G towers by my crib, and I'm not being a conspiracy theorist, but I have talked to a lot of people recently who's had some headaches. So if you've had a headache out there recently and it seemed abnormal, just let me know in the comments what if you've had any, you know, any weird headaches. Because I've had headaches where I've been sick. I've had headaches where I've been just dehydrated or tired. But these are different because I even I slept good. I've been eating good. I I took a nap and I don't ever take naps. I took a nap and I was still feeling like I had some going on. And my girl, she's sick for real. So she went to go get tested. I'm getting tested and we're going to know. And hopefully it comes back good. So I go back in the studio and I can have, you know, some round. I had some round tables pack, uh, planned for this month. So we're going to see. But I do want to address everybody on Facebook that, you know, get upset at me sometimes. I don't take social media that serious. You could see me post some about, you know, comedy and then some serious in one second. It's just because it's my platform and it's just I repost a lot of stuff. I might not agree with it. Sometimes I do. And, you know, it is what it is. Don't get too mad at me. I'm just out here having fun. I thought social media was something you could have fun on, promote your business. And, you know, everybody has their right to their own opinion. But it's seeming like nowadays it ain't really too much uh, too much right to a different opinion. And I, I think that's a little weird because why would it not be a right to an opinion, you know? Why would it why is everybody trying to be so constrictive of speech? You know? I, I don't really get that. I thought freedom of speech is why we're in America. I've seen a lot of views get censored and just chopped down and people disagreeing. I had a, not an argument, but disagreement with this little thread post. This girl posted something about, like, I'm proud of abortions or something like that. Something stupid. And they were bullying this young man in the comments. I wasn't going to get involved because I know you can't talk to these women. First argument they're going to say is, since it's not your, you don't have a dog in a, uh, in a race, you can't have say nothing. But my beliefs is that you shouldn't be murdering children. That's just it. And none of us know when exactly a soul is created. A soul could be created the instant the sperm touches an egg, but just because your science tells you, and I, I know that sounds so dumb that I'm saying your science, but just listen. Science sometimes is morphed into something political instead of just being what's the best for all of us. If you really think about it, there's a lot of science out there that contradicts itself. 
for example, with vaccines, I'm not a big vaccine guy. I'm not gonna, you know, peg you if you don't, if you don't take yours or if you do. But there is clinical research that shows it's a higher rate of autism if you take vaccines. But if you ever mention that, you're dubbed as a crazy person. And I just don't think there's enough room for dialogue from where it we once was. Maybe everybody's sensitive. I don't know. But social media is just for having fun. I, I am not for either side. I did not vote for Trump. I'm trying to tell you. I did not vote for Trump. I didn't vote in general. I didn't even register to vote. But I'm going to call it as I see it. Whenever it came to the election and everything, I saw with my own two eyes fishy stuff. It, it looked like it was stolen. I'm just saying, hey, Trump is a crook, selfish man who is looking out for himself. But at the same time, Biden is with the literal devil. So do you want a crook who is selfish and for himself or just a reality star who thinks the world is his? Which is, that's the biggest problem with Trump. He thinks the world is his and this, this, and that, right? But Biden, you, you've seen first week, 32 executive orders, even though he said only a dictator leads through executive orders. So that was his words less than two years ago. He has broken a record by 10, by the most executive orders in the first week. He's killed jobs and Everything, everything's just looking weird. Everything's just looking weird, and I'm just like, hey, this is. I'm rooting for the man because I live here. I don't want the the world to collapse or anything, or the U.S. to collapse under his reign just so I could be right. I'm rooting for the man because I live here. I want him to succeed now that he's in there. No matter how he got in there or what he's doing in there, even if he, even if he doesn't even know that he's president, you know, he probably forgetting like I'm the mayor or something, you know, you know, Biden. But I'm rooting for this man. But I just have to be honest with what's happening and what's going on. And that's why I repost a lot of different stuff. It's because I know most of the people on my timeline and most of my friends, they uh, they get their sources from similar stuff. They see the similar stuff every day. Every day they go down their, their timeline, they see same thing, same thing. Booty, comedy. Regular news. Booty, comedy, regular news. Booty, comedy, regular news. And I just want to throw like a little something to get you out the matrix for a second. Something to have you like, wow, shit, what the fuck? What are you talking about? So don't take me too serious. And at the same time, if you get mad, get mad. Leave your opinion in the comments. I like to read them. I honestly want to know what you have to say. But if you just gonna call me ignorant because you don't agree with what I'm saying, even though I'm providing stats, facts, and just you know based on sources, and you're just gonna call me ignorant because you don't agree with what I say, that's a different topic. I actually did have a different show planned today where I was gonna bring somebody who's commented on Lions Den, my podcast with the great PL Coulter. He's commented on it the past two times, saying that we was ignorant on the subject, even though we came. From a non-biased, non-judgmental place. And I just wanted to see his side of the story. Because I'm not the type to silence you. I want to hear what you got to say. Let me let me hear what you got to say. But enough of that. I'm done with the drama. It don't really affect me. My notifications is off on my phone for that same reason. Because 
I'll get to it when I get to it, you know. If I'm on the app, I'll see it, I'll respond, I'll play with it because it's like a little game. But other than that, it's it's fun. Like, let's live this life, let's get this money. All the other hours of my day, whether it's being at work, being on my phone and looking at Ford, looking at charts, it's all about money. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What was the first catalyst to get me on my journey to get after this money? And I'm not saying I'm rich, but I just know that my financial IQ is in constant development. And I just want to share some things that got me on that path to what actually just sparked the spark. But we're going to talk about that whenever we get back from break. I got a brand new song. It's not nothing serious. You know, a little throwaway. My boy Drowsy engineered it, and it is called Juicy Fruit. So we're going to play that, and we'll be right back. Red Pill Experience. I've been cruising through the city, yeah Looking for you and baby girl, you looking like Got the sweetest fruit I've been thinking about all the things that we can do I'ma eat you up, yeah My juicy fruit Thinking of me and you and all the things we gonna do I'ma slide up in that thing and feel it like a shoe And tell me what you wanna do We roll up and kick that pole up, sit that sprinkling legs down, lick that uh, ayy Girl, let's smoke up on some Zaza, I can get you high Kicking it with me, got you feeling like you can fly. Ocean view by the beach, and now you living life. Just by talking, I can make that little pussy cry. She loving the way that I move. She loving the sound of the jewels. She loving the way I stir that coffee, baby, that's for you. I eat it with no hesitation, baby girl. I'm a face till you make your faces. You can call that meditation. Talk that talk. Walk that walk. I'ma get that thing and pop it like wop, pop it like wop. I've been cruising through the city, yeah. Looking for you and baby girl, you looking like got the sweetest fruit. I've been thinking about all the things that we can do. I'ma eat you up, yeah. Yeah. You said you want the promo right after the song, right? me and you and all the things Nah, just straight back in. I'ma slide up in that thing and feel it like a shoe. And tell me what you want to do. We roll up and kick back pole, sit that sprinkling legs down, lick that uh, ayy. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Red Pill Experience. Shout out to my little dude, Pepe, in the bottom left of the screen. We are actually, well, me, I don't know why I say we. I'm actually coming out with some new merch. I'm testing it out. If you're interested, it's a cool little dude on the shirt with a red pill, and he's tossing it, saying, hey, take this red pill. So if you want a little Pepe red pill shirt, hit my DMs, either on Facebook, if you watch it on Facebook, David Hernandez, obviously you watching it. Uh, if you watch it on YouTube, you can DM me at YFDizzyTV. We got Pepe the Frog throwing that red pill because that's what's needed in today. So let's get into Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I remember whenever I was in high school, right, I didn't really have this the greatest sense of money. I always knew that I wanted to be rich. I wanted to have cars. I always wanted to 
you know, have a big old crib. And not saying that I'm there now because I'm not. I'm, but I'm steps closer than I was mindset wise years ago. So when I was in high school, you know, and going off into college, I had to pick my major. I didn't really know what I wanted to major. At first, I wanted to do political science. And my first week at college, I was studying political science. But I was like, damn, I really don't want the stress of being a politician or a lawyer, you know. And then I started thinking, I was like, damn, but I still want to be rich. Should I be a doctor? And I looked up what it took to take get into nursing school or doctor school or medical school in general. And it was like, damn, 12 years, all that money, student loans. I don't know if I want to do that. And especially, you know, when you off on your own, you're not really that motivated. So I was like, man, what can I do? that's going to make me feel like I'm not working. And growing up, I've been into sports. I've loved sports. And it's just, it's been my whole life. I've watched it. I've played it. And, you know, I've always been interested in it. And I was like, you know what? Being a coach sounds really fun. That's something I can do every day for the rest of my life. And I know for a fact I'm not going to get tired. When my son grows up, I'm going to be coaching his team, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was my first school. I was very dedicated. All my grades was up. You know, I was in there going to school to be a coach. But my friend Sam Alleyway, he was like, hey, man, you ever read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I was like, nah, man, what's that book? He was like, hey, if you read it, it's really going to blow your mind. I was like, man, what you talking about? He said, you could be rich, bro. I was like, I can't be rich. I'm finna be a coach. I don't really care about money. I'm trying to go for my craft. You know, that's why I told myself, I I don't care about money, which is not true. I do care about money because I needed to pay my bills. I needed to feed my family. I needed to put my son in school, you know, do all these things, pay for my gas. So I do care about money, but I meant like money was not important to my life. So one day, you know, he lets me borrow it. I started reading it and it just changed my paradigm. And today I'm going to be talking about the 10 best ideas I got from the book. So the reason... The book is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad is because he has his biological father, which he references as his poor dad. And he has his friend's dad that was like an adoptive father that he viewed as a father figure. That was his rich dad. And the way the book starts is his poor dad has, you know, a good job at the school, pays his rent, pays, has a bigger house. But the rich dad is, you know, Broke kind for relative terms. He works. He lives like in a shack, and but he's down there working at a company and stacking up his his money. Put that into another house. That's why it looks like they're broke. But basically, the difference between the two, one which was the rich dad was broke, but he believed that he could be rich, and the poor dad he said money's not important to me, so it never came to him. Whenever he was at the store, the first thing he would say is we can't afford that. What the rich dad would say is, we can't, uh, you know, let's see how we can afford that. So it's not really about monetary, because there's a lot of people who have a lot of money, but they have a a poor mindset. So that money is going to flee them like a mice when you turn on the light, you know. But main idea one is your model for wealth, because whatever your parents are is basically what you're going to be are what you're going to be if you don't change your mindset so if your parents are broke 
you're going to be broke. If your parents are medium, you're probably going to be medium. If your parents are a high net worth, guess what? It's going to be easier for you to be a high net worth. And that's because you model whoever's in your life unless you change your own mindset for yourself for good or bad. Idea number two is be broke and not poor. Broke is temporary. Broke is meaning like, hey, I got my money in some investments. I got my money. I'm paying my bills. But eventually, my money is going to be stacked up. Poor is a mindset that you believe that you can't get above the certain level that you are. Besides, you know, your raises or your bonuses. Poor is believing that you're stuck at the level that you are for your whole life. And it's all a mindset because there's been people who've been living off the streets. Like comedians, they don't make nothing much at first. But guess what? Eventually, if they have the right mindset, they're going to blow up and get rich. So big idea number three. We have two choices in life. One, you you can work really hard, save your money, pay your taxes, and when you're 65 or 70... You can retire, which doesn't really sound too fun to me. You know, that's that's the choice number one. It doesn't sound too fun to me that you have to work five, five days a week, eight hours plus every day. And maybe, just maybe, if you save your money right, pick the right investments, and the market doesn't crash, you could retire if you make it to 65. If. Or... Option number two, instead of working, trading your hours for money, investment is your wealth. Meaning you take the money that you make from your job and you put that elsewhere. You have, If you have your money, you make your money have babies. Make it multiply. Put it somewhere that's going to grow. Don't let it run from you. Don't let it waste. Don't let it just go away because a lot of us we live beyond our means so we have no money for investment but do you realize that most wealthy people who are on a higher track do not have new cars they get used cars for cash but us us broke people for some reason especially I've seen it at my apartments where it's not that nice of an apartment but I see dudes with you know, with some blinged out cars, and why? You're killing your money chances to grow by having something to make people think that you're rich, but you're hustling backwards. Like that doesn't make no sense. Make your money have more money. Imagine this: you wake up, right, and you wake up when you want to wake up. 9 a.m., but you're not tired. Why? Because you took the money from your job, put it into a house that's paying you your bills, or you invested it into some stocks that's paying you dividends every week, or you have some crypto that you held over 10 years, and now it's done exponentially grows in price. Speaking of cryptos, for you, for those that think that's too late to get involved, It's still relatively new. Most people have not heard of Bitcoin beyond what the news and social media are saying and the memes. 
So it is really early. And the way that it's looking, our U.S. economy is finna go sometime soon. I'm not hoping for that, but it's what it's looking. Our, our dollar is worth less and less and less. I was saying 20% of the money in circulation was printed last year during 2020, but now it's rose to 40% of the money in circulation was printed within the 12-month calendar year. Do you realize what that means for your dollar? That's why you see silver got sold out over the weekend. Why? Because people are seeing the signs on the wall. Whether it's Bitcoin, metals, or something else, everybody else is turning from the U.S. dollar. So I think you should start looking into that also. Which brings me to the best idea number four, financial IQ. If you, okay, so let's put it like this. Let's say you want to find karate, right? You're just not going to go black belt right off the bat without learning a couple of kicks, learning a couple of punches, learning a couple of counters, and learning a couple of techniques. Why? Because you have to raise your karate IQ in order to be good at karate. To be good at money, you have to raise your financial IQ, meaning you have to learn on your own time, by your own free will, those things that you weren't taught in school, which is how to invest, how to be good at taxes, what the rich are doing with their money, how to properly account and balance my uh, the money in my bank, how to have my expenses lower than my income. When your expenses are lower than your income, you're living good automatically, especially if you have you put away 10% each week and your expenses are still lower than that income, then that's just extra money that you can either invest or just splurge on yourself right now. But I suggest you invest before you splurge. But, you know, I'm not no certified financial expert. I'm just some dude on the Internet telling you how I've been doing recently. But accounting, investing, understanding the taxes, the laws, and the markets. Those are a couple things. If I promise you, even if you just spend a couple of 30 minutes at the end of the day to study it, you will somehow grow your money compared to if you never learned anything else at all. I'm not saying you got to be an expert, but educate yourself. How you expect to get rich if you don't know what the rules of money is? If you don't know how to make money grow, how you going to grow your money? If you never learn how to plant seeds, how you going to grow an apple tree? It don't make sense. But this brings us to the different ways that people make money, and which is the big idea number five. And that is E-B-S-I. The E stands for the employee, which holds up. 5% of the wealth in the world. An employee is somebody that has a job and you're trading your time or your money. So unless you go to work, you're not getting paid. That's what an employee is. You have a job. And they own 5% of the wealth, but they're 95% of the population. So don't feel ashamed if you got a job. You know, it's most of us. That's why you have to learn some stuff so you don't have to be with most. 
you do stuff that other people wouldn't do, you're going to be in places that other people won't be. And people who own below is 5% of the wealth, and it's also 95% of the population, is self-employed. They own a job. It's still a job. They still have to go do something in order to get paid, but it's on their own accord now. Before, you had a boss telling you when to clock in, when to clock out, when to clock in, when to clock out, when you could go eat, when you could go piss, when you could go shit, and when you could go to a funeral or get tested or something, you know. They tell you when you could do all that, and you better have a certain amount of days or you're not allowed to. But now you're self-employed. You get to decide all that for yourself. But at the same time, you're still trading your time for your money, which is not bad when you're doing it for yourself because you build an empire. But what if you was a business owner? That means you own the system and others work for you. Meaning you, while you out doing something else, you could be out in Cabo. You got a crew back here that's working for you, bringing you money. And you ain't got to do nothing. Your time is free at that point. And that's 95% of wealthy people, but it's only 5% of the population that knows how to do that. Because it's tough. I've seen, I've been part of small businesses and I've seen how tough it could be. But you have to be cut from different cloth to be able to do that. I don't have a business myself yet, but that is my goal to start some business of some kind where I could have employees and I could be away and still make money. But the last one, which will probably bring you the most amount of wealth, is being an investor. And that, not only do you have to have capital, but you also have to have the knowledge. And that's why it's 5% of the population, because most people won't even read. But most people not, don't even read the cereal box to see what's in it. So you think somebody's going to read about some taxes and what stocks is good and use their own time when they could be watching the Kardashians or scrolling through TikTok for another day? No. And that's why investors are at the top of the food chain. And that's you own investments and your money is basically making money out of money. You don't got to pay nobody. You don't got to manage nobody. You don't have to waste none of your time. But money... For money. So if you watch it in the comments, please let me know which one you want to be. Because I want to be an investor, which I already am at a lower scale. But my goal is to be at a higher scale. Let's all have goals. That brings me to my sixth point. In order to be good at your money, you got to get assets versus liabilities. You got to understand what the difference is. An asset is anything that takes, that puts money in your pocket. A liability is anything that takes money out of your pocket. So what I suggest for most people to do is get a little T-chart like we used to do in school. On one side, put assets, which is anything that brings you money, you know, crypto, stocks, Forex, Uber, your job and put put all that on the left side. That's all the asset. And if you have you know gold, silver, stuff like that, put it also on that side because it is an asset and it counts towards your net worth. But on the right side, put your liabilities, which is your bills, gas, 
groceries, expenses. And the way you can make some money is to have the left side always bigger than the right side. And at least by 10%, because that's a different story. But first 10% that you always make, you should always put in your savings. Whether it's whatever type of savings you have, that's up to you. But just always save first 10% of your income. But always have the right smaller than the left. Because guess what? If the right is always bigger than the left, that means you're always owing money to somebody. That means you never have money for yourself. You always, man, I got to pay the car note. I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay electric. I got to pay this, this. Find ways to reduce your expenses, whether that's cutting off Spotify premium, whether that's cutting off on your food that you be going out eating. You got to figure it out because if your liabilities are bigger than your assets, you ain't never going to have no money. And that's for people that look like they're rich too. That's how they end up broke because they liabilities was bigger than their assets. It just is what it is. And with that, we get to the eighth best idea from the book by my own, you know, saying, which is the power of compounding. When money multiplies, well, when money adds up, it doesn't just, you know, one plus one, two plus two. It's by percentage, meaning it multiplies. Use your money to make more money, which is basically what I was saying by the investor. We get to the ninth best idea, which is always pay yourself first, which is what I said earlier. Pay yourself before you pay any bills, before you pay your girlfriend, before you hand some money to your baby. Pay yourself first because you should be first. And by you being first, you're going to be able to create a better reality for the rest of them, especially if they depend on you, which kids do. If you come up short on your bills because you're paying yourself first, that's good. Because now you have a challenge to work towards something, which is you probably going to have to pick up a second job or fix some in your expenses. Or you know, you're going to have to cut something off and raise something up. And that's a challenge. And as a man, that should excite you. It should not make you nervous. It should always excite you. And the concept of making money should always be a fruitful thought in your mind and you should keep it in there at all times because at the end of the day money is something that's very important if you're saying that money is not important then why are you spending eight hours after day going to a job same as me but i know that it is important and that's why i'm trying to figure out ways so i don't have to go to that job not that i don't enjoy it because there's some wonderful people up there but just because I would prefer to have my time to myself and I could choose to expend that time however I please, not however somebody else says. But number 10, we're going to get some action steps to get started uh, today. So 10 steps that you can learn to get started today is number one, learn before you buy. Whether it's your shirt, whether it's your shoes, investment, portfolio, whatever learn before you buy and that should just be the same thing and I, I watched a little youtube video that said wait 48 hours before you buy anything to see if you really need it or if it's just an impulse buy and that will help you with your spending because i've seen a lot of people 
who really just buy to buy and sometimes they don't even need to. But step number two, plus, mo- plus one, minus one. Plus one, minus one. When it comes to your expenses, every time you add a dollar towards one expense, you got to take away money from somewhere else. That way, your budget always stays balanced. You 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 add in a bill over here. You had seven dollars for Disney's uh, uh, premium because WandaVision coming out. Well, cancel Netflix because you're gonna be watching Disney for a little bit. You don't need all of them. You don't need all of them. If you finna be at home, cancel your gym. I'm not telling you to do that, but just minus one, plus one, plus one, minus one. Step number three, live off of 75% of your income. I know that sounds tough for some of us, especially if you're making close to minimum wage or whatever you're doing, but it should be a challenge and exciting to you to try to reach a goal where you're living off of 75% of what you're making. And the other 25% is 10% for yourself, 15% for whatever else you want to do. That, honestly, is a good life. Think about it. You get 15% of your check every week to spend it how you want, and that's after you've already saved and paid your bills. That's living life. Step number four, pay yourself first, what we just said. Step number five, choose your friends and family carefully. I'm not saying you got to go in a cutoff spree. Oh, I'm going to cut off all negativity, this, this, and that. But... Choose your friends and your family carefully. You are a sum of the five people you spend the most time around. So if you spend time around five ballers that got money, you're going to be the six. If you spend your time with five broke people, you're going to be the six. If you spend your time with five crackheads, you're going to be the six. I'm not saying you got to choose your friends by money. But if I have a group of people who's positive most of the time and they don't talk about people behind their back and it's always fun to hang out with them, I'm probably going to go with them instead of the people who is always complaining about life, complaining about the position in life, and they're not doing nothing to progress forward. But that's step number five. Step number six, be an Indian giver. Basically, give forward. Don't don't give to give back. Just give, pay it forward, basically. It's self-explanatory. Step number seven, track everything. Because I'll tell you, one of the places that me personally, I have a downfall in my expenses is my going out to eat, going to fast food, and, you know, buying something at the gas station. I buy a little, you know, little Gatorade here. Buy a little sandwich there. Buy some fries over here. Let me get that little drink over there. By the end of the week, if you ain't paying attention, that could have been $100 in one week. Let me get a Red Bull. Let me get a, you know, little chips. Just track everything. Track your Spotify, Apple, all those subscriptions because you, you could honestly forget. You could lose track of them if you don't track them. One tool that I like to use myself is Google Calendar. Because you could color code it. 
you can move stuff around and it's easy to make something a weekly thing, a monthly thing, depending on what you need for your schedule. And that goes for like work, whatever you need to do, but along with your bills. My bills, I can check it. I can see what day it falls on, what time. And it helps me not forget because it's easy, especially nowadays that the world moves so fast and we live in a microwave society. It's a lot of work to keep up with the smallest thing, especially some that you don't even think about. You can forget that you, you know, you subscribe to Disney because you ain't watched it all week or you ain't watched it all month. And there you go. Boom. Here's your bank account. Seven dollars don't make a difference, but seven dollars times four, that's already thirty dollars or something. Step number eight is, you know, start small. And that's with any habit. If you're trying to wake up earlier in the morning and go to the gym, the easiest way to do that is by wake up, waking up 15 minutes earlier than you were, you know, previously. Because a lot of a lot of us get lost when we're trying to do self-improvement is we set big goals and we try to take massive action right away and the first time we miss it we fall off the cliff because we weren't perfect with it you're not going to be perfect with it that's what a lot of us need to uh understand is you're not going to be perfect but something that's better than being perfect is momentum if you got the rock rolling down the hill down a snow hill you seen that at first it's a little pebble and once it's going down it's picking up more snow and more snow and at the end it looked like three minivans rolled together Momentum is more important than being perfect, so start small, but if you fall off, go again. If you forget to save next week, just save instead of trying to catch up, because when you're playing catch up and you're trying to save what you've missed and trying to stay perfect, you're going to fall off. Nobody's perfect. Look at look at the 2008 Patriots. They fell off right at, right at the end because they were trying to be perfect, but I'm sure if they had lost one other game during the season, they probably would have won that. And step number 10 is, you know, teach it to somebody else. The best way to learn something is if you're teaching it to somebody else. Because it's something something weird of how our brain is wired is you learn better whenever you're teaching something to somebody. Even if you barely know it yourself, it gets ingrained in your brain. Because not only are you having to say it, but you have to think about what you're saying before you say it. So that's like two different wiring in your brain. But that's that for the 10 best ideas of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Let me know what y'all think. Leave a like in the comments or, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, give me thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. It's the Red Pill Experience. And I got a couple more minutes before I go. And I just want to talk about something that I've been trying to implement into my life. And that is the not to-do list you've all heard about the to-do list but now you're about to hear of the not to-do list and basically what this is is something that you do it's a list that you put stuff that you're not doing ever again in your life so for my not to-do list what i have on there is you know don't allow myself to be out past midnight any day of the week you know nothing good happens past midnight so i need to be home pat before midnight so i could go ahead and wake up early the next day and not feel groggy and be able to conquer the day the next day you know 
do not gossip behind anybody's back is something that's on my not to do list, which is something I don't want to do. Do not eat any chips or candy. Because I realize at this point, you know, it's about to be summertime. I'm planning on the pools being open. So I'm trying to look, look good for the summertime. You feel me? No more chips, no more candy. And it's just things that I have on my not to do list. And for you, it's going to be different because it's just going to be stuff that applies to your life. If if you've noticed that when you come home, if you sit on the couch, you're not going to get back up so it's time to eat or shower, then on your not to do list, put do not eat, do not sit on the couch as soon as I get home. Do something first and then sit on the couch. But this has been episode number five number or six, I can't recall. It's just one big experience, the red pill experience. We're going down the rabbit hole. And shout out to Carly in the comments. She said, early bird gets the worm, which is true. If anybody wants some merch, DM me. You're going to get the little frog guy, Pepe, that's in the left of the corner. Shout out to Pepe. Shout out to Fishbowl. Coming live. It's still streaming live from Globe Life Park. I'm not there, but I appreciate everybody that tuned in. This is episode... Of the fish, <laughs> of the red pill experience, and I am out. Peace.